Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 28 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. We are live for the first time ever from Texas Motor Speedway as the NASCAR All-Star Race just wrapped up a few moments ago. We got a live audience here, too. The Let's Go Racing VIPs, as we call it, from the uh, the secret location. What a last few days it's been. And before I do anything else, I am uh, contractually obligated to tell you about Whataburger. Don't forget that every Whataburger is made fresh, served hot, prepared just like you like it. What jalapenos and cheese on that? They've got you covered. Whataburger, proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. Boys... Uh, it is good to be here in person. We've been doing this show half a year over Zoom, and now I finally get to see your lovely faces. It is good. First off, before anything else, it is good to see you both. Well, man, it's, it's, it's great to see you guys. You guys are awesome in person. You know I mean? This Skype thing, and it's uh, it's cool, and we make it work. But, hey, I love it just in person, you know, where we're sitting right beside each other. Oh. There's something about it being organic. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. No, and an audience, of course. No doubt. Hey! <laughs> and we, we want to encourage if you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube, please share this uh, on all your platforms. Feel free to comment, send in questions, whatever you got on this live show, this very special Sunday night edition of uh, Let's Go Racing. Guys, let's start right at it. Looking back at that race you just saw, Kyle Larson continues this great run he's been on the last couple of weeks. And tonight was one of the most interesting of the wins. It wasn't a dominating night for Kyle Larson. It was a dominating night for Hendrick Motorsports. But ultimately, uh, Kyle Larson, once again, David, we'll start with you. What a run that Kyle's been on here as of late. Man, you know, you hit it. Kyle Larson, just, God, what a talent. When you when you say Kyle Larson, what comes to my mind, I think of a Tony Stewart, an A.J. Foyt, even a Mario Andretti. Just those guys, when you talk about those guys – you, you know, the car control, sprint cars, midget cars, late model dirt cars. It doesn't matter what kind of car that Kyle Larson gets in. He wins. And you put him in a, the Hendrick Motorsports car and the guy's the hottest thing going on right now in NASCAR. And, man, it just reminds me of those Richard, you know, A.J. Foyt, you know, Tony Stewart. I mean, that's just unbelievable, this guy, you know. So, uh, Hendrick Motorsports, man, they're on fire right now, you know. Uh, their their cars were first, second, third, and fourth a couple of times during the race today, and I believe all four cars won one of the rounds during the race. Absolutely, all four of them. All four of them. So you know, it's kind of interesting in this in this industry. I think they found something. I mean, we we know how spectacular, we know how talented Kyle Larson is. You look at Chase Elliott, you look at William Byron, you just look at the Hendrick drivers. We know those guys are 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 some of the best ever. But you know, they're beating what they're doing out there the last five, six, seven races right. is amazing. I think Hendrick Motorsports has found something, mm -hmm. and I don't know where that something is, but everybody's <laughs> looking for it, you know, because those cars, I mean, week in and week out, it's Hendrick Motorsports. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, they're always in the top five, and, man, they've been dom dominating the 2021 season so far. And, Dave, you've been following the sport a long time, so this group of Hendrick drivers, we're looking at Kyle Larson, and Chase Elliott one two every week is what it seems like. Does this have shades of Jeff Bodine and Tim Richmond, or Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson? 
man, I, I think we're, you're looking at greatness. You know, when you talk about Tim Richmond and Jeff Bodine, I mean, you know, those guys and what they accomplished in their careers. I mean, there were our heroes we watched on television for a long time, wanted to be like. And then, you you know, you bring in Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon. I mean, unbelievable. The charisma that Jeff Gordon has, his ability and what he did in the race car. And he, I, I kind of, you know, he kind of put Hendricks Motorsports on the map. And when I say that, he won championships, he won races, and then he was on television. You know, he's on Good Morning America, you know, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I right. mean, so, I mean, I think Jeff kind of put our sport in the spotlight in, uh, in the 2000th century, you know, in the 20th century. And it was just amazing. But, uh, but man, you're looking at Kyle Larson and William Byron and Chase Elliott. I mean, it's, they're all great. You know what I mean? So it's hard to compare but they're all great, that's for sure. So one of the things you'll look at tonight, the way that Keselowski competed, had a good run there at the end. Ryan Blaney did end up winning one of these rounds. I think we're trying to find that team to compete with Hendrick Motorsports to challenge them of some sorts. I liked what I saw from Penske tonight. Do you think they could be the ones that give Hendrick some pressure of some sorts? Do you like what Blaney, Keselowski – and Logano can do maybe to challenge the Hendrick punch. Are they the ones to rise to the occasion, you think? Well, they even talked about that on the broadcast tonight, how powerful Team Penske looked outside of Hendrick Motorsports. And you know who was off there? And I caught, off, caught up with the team owner was Coach Joe Gibbs. Talked with Gibbs leaving Pitt Road, and he was saying, we were off tonight. He goes, Penske and Hendrick were just a lot faster. He goes, we need to go back and regroup. And yeah. you're right. I think it's Team Penske right now as the hot shoe outside of Hendrick Motorsports. I was, I was watching the race, and <laughs> – at one point, I was saying earlier that Brad Keselowski was way in the back, you know, and I'm like watching this and I'm looking at Ryan Blaney and, and I'm watching Logano. Those guys were kind of hanging back and, and uh, man, these guys are smart. They were right. racing team, they're engineers, they're crew chief. I mean, they're the best in the business. And man, when it came back, when it came down to the money laps to the end of the race, look, look who came to the forefront. You know right. what I mean? So you look at the Hendrick Motorsports and you look at what, Penske did, and man, you can never leave out Gibbs. I mean, Gibbs cars—they were a little off tonight, but I can, you know, I can assure you that next week in Nashville Super Speedway, that you'll see a Gibbs running. A, you know, you'll see a Gibbs car, and Denny Hamlin's been a, on fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just all those top fives just don't I mean, win yet. Amazing, yeah. you know. But uh, but anyway, and then we're still looking for that Rius uh, that. Stuart Haas, I mean, we know since 2021 started Daytona, we were looking for uh, uh, Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, I yeah. Mean, Harvick won nine races last Harvick year. Harvick and Hamlin still haven't won. That's obviously the biggest surprise of this and year. And they won like half the races last year. <laughs> no doubt about yeah. it. So you just, you know, any any race, any weekend, you just know that Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are going to get their season turned around and be in victory lane. I, I'm really – I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of shocked that the Stuart Haas organization hasn't had a car in victory lane yet. Well, Tyler, you brought it up when we were doing our preview. Who got a good shot in the arm tonight as far as momentum? I kind of backtracked to that and looked at Stuart Haas racing. How yeah. about Eric Almirola getting the victory in the open, advancing to the all-star race? He has just one top 10 finish. And we look at this as a driver three years removed. When he first came to that car, took a victory at Talladega, finished fifth in points. They've had – it's Murphy's Law with Eric Almirola this year. What can go wrong has gone wrong. But maybe tonight was the turn of the tide for that team. And they need a uh, turning point, especially that 10 car in particular. Um, you know, something needs to get going right for uh, that team because we know how good uh, that they're capable, 
capable of being. Now, as far as the All-Star Race itself, first time Texas Motor Speedway has ever hosted the All-Star Race. Um, David, this is your home track, as most people know. Um, great crowd on hand tonight. They did all sorts of stuff the last week plus leading up to this race. How do you feel Texas did hosting the All-Star Race for the first time? Man, I think they did a tremendous job. When we were sitting over here in Mark Tate's condo and looking out watching the race – and you're looking towards the front straightaway. I was, I was really amazed and just excited how many people were here. And then, the, you know, the flyover was exciting. The, the entertainment, the national anthem, the prayer was awesome. And that's what I love about our sport. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we pray and we, we honor our country. That's one thing beautiful about NASCAR, you know, and the fans love our sport. But, man, just to, from start to finish – the way it all worked out, I just think Eddie Gossage and everybody that works here at the Texas Motor Speedway, they put on a heck of a, a heck of an all-star race weekend. It was just amazing. You know, I don't know. What about you guys? What do y'all think? Well, you know, uh, this was only the second time I've been here. First time was back in 2011 just as a fan. And, you know, nine years come by. And I got to tell you, I was so impressed with the job that they put on at this facility. Um, when you look at, you know, see – you know, where we're at right now, you know, we're, we're in a condo in the middle of a turn two with this spectacular view and, uh, and a great audience. Great audience. Yeah. 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 You know, from that, whether it's, you know, Mark Tate and company doing a great job hosting us, we certainly appreciate it. Yes, certainly. Um, you know, you, you looked at just all that's around this area, you know, in Fort Worth, a lot of Whataburger around here. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, as a guy from Tulsa, I felt right at home here at Texas Motor Speedway. You know, this is, you know, like my backyard. So I, I will be glad to come back here. I'm not waiting nine years to come back to Texas Motor Speedway. I'll tell you that right now, Dom. <laughs> well, I told you guys, too, when we were doing our first few shows, we were all just kind of recapping 2020. Not only did I tell you guys, but I savored that Marsh race in Phoenix last year because it was right before the country stopped and everything shut down. 55,000 fans out in Phoenix, shooting photos, covering the race weekend. We hadn't had that over the last 16 months. To be back at a racetrack, see a bunch of fans in that grandstands, people down in the infield. It just it looked like what we remember is normal, and I was certainly taking that in. And It felt went, like a normal weekend. Exactly. Yeah. When you go 15, 16 months without that, you definitely just savor it that much more when it comes back around. Well, you know – I would tell you that our sport, NASCAR auto racing, NASCAR, you know, the, the whole industry of NASCAR, it doesn't work without the race fans. If you don't have the race fans here, you don't have a sport. You know what I mean? Because the manufacturers involved in NASCAR racing because they want the fans to go to a Ford dealership, a Chevrolet dealership, or a Toyota dealership and buy their cars. And if the sponsors don't put their names on race cars and don't put their names on billboards and don't put their names everywhere in these stadiums that we race at. It's the only reason why they do it because of the race fans. You know what I mean? So everything's about the race fans. And if you don't have race fans at the racetrack, man, it, it doesn't survive. It doesn't work. And, and uh, I remember when I went uh, last year, I was driving up to Martinsville and I pulled over to get some fuel in my, in my truck. And Kevin Harvick was right there. Somebody said, "Hey, David," and I looked up. And it was Harvick getting fuel, you know. And he had just <laughs> he had just won the, the the race the weekend before, and we're just sitting there talking about things. He says, "Star man, I think it was Darlington." He said, "Man, it's the weirdest thing winning a race and nobody's there, nobody's cheering. There's no fans in the stand. So, man, it's it's really a a a, a beautiful thing uh, to have 
our sport needs it. Our racetracks needs it. You know, and again, it's everything. The fans are everything. And thank God. I mean, I think our sport is in good health. Yes. I mean, the, the show they put on after the race, the race, the whole race, the all-star race, and just all the people in the stands, it was unbelievable. Well, Eddie Gossage, this is his last race at Texas Motor Speedway. He's been here since this thing opened 25 years ago. And what they've done to promote this track and get it to where it is today, uh, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention Eddie and, and what he did with this this track. Uh, he, he went out on a high tonight, I think. <laughs> No, no doubt about it. And, you know, one thing about Eddie, I've known him forever. And, you know, since this place opened up, we were having racing schools before the racetrack even opened, you know. And uh, and one of the things I know about Eddie, he's all about the fans. He's always trying to, to outdo himself and the team here at Texas Motor Speedway to entertain the fans. It was always about the fans. You know, we talk about the fans and Eddie got it as a promoter. I mean, they don't make them. They don't make them any better than Eddie Gosses, you know. And I think Eddie was at Atlanta and Charlotte. He's been around, but I tell you what, te the state of Texas and the Texas Motor Speedway and the fans in this part of the country, we were lucky to have an Eddie Gosses to take this place and put it on the map. And he's done a, a, a phenomenal job. And I'm kind of sad that that after tonight. We're, Eddie will not be the general manager of the Texas Motor Speedway, and that's kind of a sad thing. But, hey, man, he's had a great career. He's done his job, and then he's left his place in good hands. So it's wonderful. Quite that send-off, even off the batteries. All those drums. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Hagar playing, I can't drive 55. I mean, you know how – Eddie knows how to do it right. And yeah, he does. Really you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, so David, let's talk about your weekend now. Um, you race the Xfinity race, get that top 20 finish yesterday. You raced in the open today as well. Tell me about your uh, weekend experience here, man. You know, not having any practice, my Waterburger Toyota, uh, my Waterburger Toyota Super was uh, was awesome yesterday when the race started. You know, not having any practice, you're always thinking, man. I'm talking to my crew chief, I'm talking to my team, and I'm just thinking, man. I hope it's good from the start, but I think we fell from being in the from 32nd or 33rd to dead last. You know, so hey guys. When you turn in the corner here at the Texas Motor Speedway, run a 180 miles an hour, the, the, the back of the end wanted to swap ends on me, wanted to spin out. So uh, I was telling them, they said, hang on to it. We'll fix it, man. Those first couple of pit stops, they, uh, they were making some serious adjustments. And, uh, you know, we never got it where it was perfect, but it was really good. And we were started making some brown. And we ended up bringing the, our Whataburger Toyota Super back home. Uh, I think we finished 20th. And, you know, for the people that understand racing, it's all about entry, the center, and the exit of the corner. And, man, I could get in the corner good, but, man, that Toyota wouldn't turn. It wouldn't <laughs> rotate in the center. And, man, the restarts, I think I was 18th. I lost a couple of spots. And, man, I can't tell you what I was telling myself inside my race car, but I was like, come on, turn, you know what I mean? <laughs> it just wouldn't turn. But, hey, we'll take a top 20. wasn't a bad finish from where we started and how the car was. And, uh you know, for a team like Carl Long Motorsports and myself and all our partners, I mean, for us, obviously, the powerhouse teams, the Hendricks and, and the Dale Earnhardt Juniors and the Roushes and, uh, you know, those guys, they're the powerhouse. But it's always great to take an underfunded team and finish 12th and 13th. And every time I finish 12th and 13th, I always tell my guys, I see y'all in victory lane. They're going, what? Because we won. You know what I mean? We won. But uh but anyway, it was just a great weekend, and then to get to drive our cup car uh, in the open race was a lot of fun. We, we knew that was going to be a practice session for us for Nashville next week. 
Uh, car drove pretty good. We made some adjustments during the race. It was kind of a, a practice session. It was a practice session and it was fun. We were a little racy the first 20 laps, but uh, uh, I'm not real sure when we made that first pit stop after the first segment, they put on a new set of Goodyears. I, I think they put on a used set of tires. That's what it felt like. But Man, I had a big old smile on my face, having a great time. It was uh, it was incredible and a lot of fun. I got well, to talk a lot about the talk. Go ahead, history. Oh, Kevin. And <laughs> the, that was bound to happen. At some right, exactly. Magic uh, of live yeah, TV here. Yeah, yeah. But drivers have been talking a lot this week about the heat. The heat index: ninety-five yesterday, ninety-seven today, and some drivers felt it more than others. Did you feel any more drained yesterday or today compared to how you would typically feel after climbing out of a race car? Man, I, you know, I'm used to the heat being from Texas and I try to work out and do, you know, do my thing in the heat and being, being from Houston, Texas. I mean, us Texans, we understand the heat and we're, we're, you know, we're good with the heat. I love it when it's hot because I feel like I have a little bit of an edge over my competitors, but I can, I can tell you yesterday was extremely hot inside the race car. And I really didn't feel it until the race ended and we pulled down the pit road and we're sitting there and they're checking your lug nuts. And I'm like, man, I'm hot. And when I finally got out of the race car and when the race was over with, you know, I had to pour three or four bottles over my head. I was kind of disappointed that I was so hot. And then I, a couple of people said, well, hey, our driver's in the infield care center. You know what I mean? So it, it was hot and uh, it's just hot here. You know, the humidity was hot. It's been raining a lot here in Texas and the humidity was really hot. And it was extremely warm inside the race cars. But, hey, you know, the bottom line, were athletes. And I can assure you, if yes. I had pulled in and said, hey, I need a 10-minute break, I'd probably be looking for another job. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I, I have to, as a competitor, I have to make sure that I get my team and my sponsors and everybody involved. I got to be 110% from the time they drop the green until the end. You know what I mean? You know, you can't – we call it – you can't fall out of the seat. Right. You know, we're in a performance-driven industry – and, man, my guys, when it was over, said, man, you were digging to the end. They could see my lap times. And a lot of times, you know, I've had people say, you know, you hear people talk and say, well, our driver fell out of the seat. He said, he did? He said, oh, yeah, about 75 laps to go, man. He just said, man, I got to come in. You know, I'm hot. I need some water. I'm like, man, you just can't do that in this industry. So as a hot, you know, as I know how hot Texas is because we live here, uh, you know, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. And uh, I don't let the heat bother me. You can't. If you if it does, you'll be unemployed really quick. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> now, 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 for folks watching, um, you're seeing David, you know, in the race car on Saturday this afternoon. Seeing him do this podcast with us tonight, but that's not half of what's going on here. I got to give this man some credit. I mean, you know, you're working with your sponsors constantly, making all the rounds and such, and then you're being a dad, of course, being a husband. I mean, this guy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even half your age and I, I'm wondering how do I get David's energy? How, how can I just be go, go, go all the time? David, it is impressive to seeing the work ethic that you put in, in a weekend like this. Unbelievable, man. Well, man, you know, it's all about our partners. You know, we're here in this condo, this beautiful condo here at the Texas Motor Speedway and Mark Tate, our great friend, he's entertained my family, you guys, and all our friends, our other sponsors, you know, Mark was nice enough to to let you guys stay in this condo yes, here this I'll weekend. I'll be sleeping here tonight. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mark, Mark's, you know, it was a great company called T-Top Manufacturing, one of our partners. And, I mean, just so thankful that Mark, uh, you know, gives us the opportunity to go out there and race and help us. And uh, all our partners, if we don't have partners, if we don't have sponsors in this industry, man, you don't race anymore. I mean, this is my 24th year. And for 17 years, I was just a hired driver. 
Now when the phone rings and when people stop me and ask me, hey, man, you want to come drive our race car next year? I said, man, I'd love to come drive your race car. I said, man, we got these engines. We got this engineer when you know, got this crew chief. And and I said, man, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm ready, you know. And then the next thing, the next question is, well, how much money do you have? Mm-hmm. It's all about the driver. All the drivers have to bring funding, you know right. what I mean? So, man, I'm so thankful for all our partners. You know, some give you $1,000. Some give you a hundred thousand, but it doesn't matter if somebody gives you five dollars. That's more than you had before they gave you that five dollars. And then, man, everybody that's ever helped me, they're still my best friends. Yeah. I don't tell them any of them no, and it's so important. But you know, when we're here at Texas, I have a lot of partners that come to this race, and it's important that me and my wife and my kids we go by and spend some time with them, see their customers, see their friends, to let them know, man, I, I just. You know, thank you's not really big enough. Yeah, it's bigger than a thank you, but that's all I can offer them is just stop by and talk to them and hug them and let them know again, man. I'm I'm just so thankful that y'all helped me, you know, and my team, because man, it's all about money. It's all about money in this industry. The more money you got, the faster you go. The better equipment you have, the more tires you can buy, the better engines you have, and the technology and the resources takes money to get all that. So, man, all our sponsors, thank you. Sure. And time's your biggest asset. You can invest that. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. Uh, before we move on, let me ask you just, you know, here you are. We're getting close to the halfway point in the season. You know, this is the time of year where, you know, TV transitions to NBC and such like that. Well, where you're at right now, David, do you feel like you guys are headed in the right direction? Do you see progress being made? How would you evaluate where you and your team are at at this point compared to what you were at the beginning of 2021? You know, as the race car driver, the race car driver gets all the, you know, everybody's all about the driver. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and it's really not ever, it's parts, partly about the driver, but it's all about the team owner and the guys that are working their tails off and the crew chief, the engineers. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're so passionate about racing. And, man, I want to work with passionate people. And we have a small team. And reason why we compete really – I said we're, we're, we compete really well is because of the desire, the heart and desire and their passion. And, and sure. when we leave the racetrack, if we finish 20th or we finish 18th or 17th, as long as we left the racetrack and we all did 110%, we gave it all we had and we got everything out of the race car, I'm good with it. When we leave the racetrack, we finish 22nd or 20th, and and I know there was more there. And, man, I, I let them know, you know what I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm a winner. I'm a competitor, you know. And I know we don't have, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but we have to maximize our handling of the race car. we got to get all the horsepower out of the engine. we got to maximize everything. And we're probably still not going to win the race, but I'm all about 110% every person on our racing team plays a key role in success. And there's so many successes in a race. It's not just the winner that pulls into victory lane. It's the guy that had a problem at the start of the race or, you know, you didn't have a good practice, you didn't qualify well or whatever it may be. But it's all about coming together as a team and finishing well, finishing strong. Sometimes, man, we we finish 20th or finish 18th or 17th or even 25th. I said, hey, guys, we won today because we shouldn't have been where we got to. You know what I mean? But to evaluate where we're at, I think, man, we're making small strides. We're getting our race cars where they drive good. And for a team like us, you know, it ain't like we got all the power in the world underneath the hood of our race cars. Right. So we have to maximize. I want to hold that throttle down during uh, during the 
the turns, and when you can hold that throttle down in the corners, then your straightaway speeds are going to be better. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're making gains on that. It's not big gains, but every weekend it's a little bit better here, a little bit better there. So I think our team, uh, Carl Long as my team owner, and our team is is really doing a great job, and we're getting there. So it's a wonderful thing. And every racing team, I mean, you just look at Hendrick Motorsports, you're talking about Penske, all the racing teams. I don't care if you're winning or running in the middle, running in the back. Everybody's working to get that momentum to finish strong, you know? Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. you look you look at those runs too, 17th at Darlington, 17th at Talladega, 20th here at Texas. Like you said, it seems like those small strides and those small gains are starting to happen on a week-to-week basis. Absolutely, man. You And you just got to build on that. You know, my job as a race car driver, man, I keep my team energized. I let them know, hey, man, you guys are awesome. Thank you. I keep them pumped up, you know, let them know, hey, man, you guys are doing a heck of a job. And I love on them and I thank them. And, uh, man, they, they, a pat on the back to anybody sure. goes a long way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I know they're working their tails off. They're going to go back to Charlotte and get a good night's sleep. And they'll be at the race shop tomorrow. You know what I mean? Getting our cars ready for Nashville next week. So it's pretty cool. So before we transition to uh, our news and notes and talk about uh, Nashville, do want to take a moment to uh, plug the fine folks at Whataburger. Just a reminder that the folks at Whataburger cook up 100% pure beef burgers 24 hours a day. You can get your burger fixed anytime, day or night at Whataburger. Proud to serve it hot and fresh 24 hours a day. Nashville coming up next week. First time we've been there in a long time. (laughs) What do you remember first off about your time spent at Nashville? Man, I got a lot of memories there, you know, and I'm going to tell you a quick story real quick, make it quick. Uh, I don't remember what time, what year was, 2007, 6, 5, 2000 something. Uh, man, I had a, like a, I'd battled all day with the, uh, Bobby Hamilton Sr. and Bobby Hamilton Jr. It was us three. We had the dominant trucks that day. And for some reason, with about 20 laps to go, I passed Hamil- uh, Bobby Hamilton Sr., the late Bobby Hamilton Sr., and I pulled out to like two and a half second lead. And uh, I was just counting the laps down, you know. We came uh, come off turn, turn four, and they were supposed to be waving the white flag. And the, the color of the flag was the wrong color. It was caution. <laughs> so, I mean, we had a, uh, you know, it was going to be a green-white checker, you know. Uh, and uh, and I remember my crew chief telling me, he said, hey, man, we got to get a great start. You got this. And we always start in any NASCAR race and all the race cars I drive, we start in second gear. And for some reason, I put it in first gear, spun the tires, and uh, I drag raced Bobby into turn one, and he got up on the outside of me. We drag race down the back straightaway, and he beat me to the start finish line. And I still, I always asked him, "How did you make your truck have grip up there in the second lane at Nashville Super Speedway? Because it's a concrete track. It's an awesome racetrack." But he beat me to the start finish line, and I still haven't get, I still have not forgiven myself. People say, "Hey, what races? What races do you remember?" It's all the ones I should have won. You know what I mean? There's so many I should have won. Sure. You know, but that was one that that, that kind of comes out in my mind about Nashville Super Speedway. I always wanted to – It was, we used to race at Memphis Motorsports Park, and yeah. they had the coolest trophy. I'm a big Elvis Presley fan, and they gave away an Elvis Presley trophy. And, man, I got so freaking close. I wanted that trophy because I love Elvis. He's timeless to me, you know what I mean? Sure. And uh, and then you go over to Nashville Super Speedway and, and Sam Bass. Yeah. And I forget the good uh, – Gibson guitars, but the trophy was a guitar. And I was like, man, I was just thinking to myself, I'm going to have that guitar. I mean, what a cool trophy. And and I'd be dang if I didn't let Bobby Hamilton beat me. I screwed up, you know what I mean? But Nashville's such a great racetrack, and I'm so 
glad that NASCAR put it back on the circuit. And, uh, man, I think next weekend in Nashville is going to be a heck of a week, heck of a race weekend for the race fans. I know it's been a long time since any series raced there. But the guys like yourself that have raced there, is there any advantage of some sorts of the experience that you have? I know that we've been a couple different cars since then, but can you take anything from years previously at Nashville and apply it to now? You know, I wish I could tell you yes, but you got to understand these drivers that race in the, in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series. How many are there? There's 40, there's 40 of them in the Truck Series, there's 40 of them in the, in the Xfinity Series, and there's 40 of them uh, in the Cup Series. You're talking about 120 drivers in the world that race in NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And I can assure you there are 120 of the best race car drivers around in the United States. You know what I'm saying? So, and with iRacing going on right now, a lot of these young kids, even though they've never been to the Nashville Super Speedway, when they get there, they have run thousands and thousands of laps on their on their uh, iRacing simulators. And, man, I, I just don't think I, – I would tell you if there wasn't any iRacing, and iRacing is so 100% these days, yeah. how real it is, mm -hmm. that without iRacing, I would tell you, <laughs> hey, I got an advantage. <laughs> but with these guys, they're all champions. They're all great race car drivers. I don't. It's just going to come to who, who's got a good handling race car, who does going to do their job behind the wheel, and who's got a lot of horsepower underneath the hood. So That's you're saying you're picking William Byron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know – Judging from uh, the last couple of four or five uh, cup races, I, I would say Kyle, Kyle Larson for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's go ahead and throw some names out there for that cup race. Dom, who are you looking at besides the obvious of Kyle Larson? Who do you think could contend next week in Nashville? I feel like anybody in the Hendrick Motorsports bunch. Chase Elliott. Alex Bowman. I mean, why are we or am I going too obvious there? Too? Why do people forget about Alex Bowman? What about David? We'll <laughs> no, get to David. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I think Bowman – well, he got that fast start last year, kind of cooled off in December, but we're not seeing that this year. Bowman is still consistently running inside the top 10 in a lot of these races. He's, I don't even know if you can really call him a dark horse or even the weakest link in Hendrick. How is there a weak link in Hendrick if he's the guy running fourth or fifth every week? Yeah. Hey, man, you guys keep talking about Hendricks, and I get it, and we talk about Penske, but, man, you're leaving out some sleepers out there. I think we're going to see Denny Hamlin. You know, you can't, you can't ever uh, – Count out Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's Mark just Drush. so many. I mean, I, I was in Mark Tate's uh, condo earlier watching the race, and Ricky Stenhouse was up there. You can't, you can't really take out. Remember, look at Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Ryan Newman. I mean, there really, there's Chris a lot Buescher. of Chris Boucher. I mean, running good. Michael McDowell. I mean, I, I hope. And then Matty D. Matty D's got a good a new crew chief. He mm -hmm. he showed a little bit of a speed tonight in the All Star race. So I. I hope I really hope it's uh, you know just from a, a stand standpoint that we have a, a kind of a a dark horse win next week you know so there's no telling. Well, David, we've talked about on this podcast plenty of times early on in the season. It seemed like we were having a different winner every week. Are we still on that same boat thinking we're gonna have 17 winners? Well, I, we were, but I don't think anymore, <laughs> man. We kind of I think we probably got two or three. They're gonna win some more races that we hadn't seen in Victory Lane in 2021. I, I, I really thank Kevin Harvick, and I really thank Denny Hamlin. I mean, I, I mean, I just think here in the next two or three weeks, you're going to see one of those guys back in victory lane. So, uh, but man, you know, when you look at Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, and you look at the Penske cars, I mean, you, you're looking at some of the guys that are going to be going for the championship. I mean, we ain't even talked about Martin Truex Jr. I mean, that guy's strong when it comes. He's down, had multiple wins this year. Absolutely, yeah. you know. So we're we're not talking about a lot of good guys that have a shot at winning the race next week and the championship at the end of the year.
Yeah, uh, a couple more uh, news and notes for you. Uh, Andy Lally, a friend of the show, uh, he's going to drive for another friend of the show, B.J. McLeod at Road America. That became official. Also, Cody Ware not running next week in Nashville. He's going to instead run the IndyCar race at Road America. Dave, what do you think of those two? Wow, notes? man, Cody. Cody's a great friend of mine, and uh, obviously Andy Lally's good friends for our show. He was on our show. And, uh, and B.J. And, and, you know, and, and good for them, man. I, I know Cody Ware's always, you know, he talked about maybe running Indianapolis 500 just uh, this in May a couple weeks ago, and it didn't happen from a, because of a, a sponsor commitment didn't, didn't come. And and uh, I know that Rick Ware and Cody Ware, that's a big deal for them. So congratulations to them on that. And uh, Andy Lally's such a great race car driver. I'm glad to see him getting an opportunity mm-hmm. and not just a road racing car to get back on on a, on a oval track. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool news. What do you think, John? Absolutely. I mean, we'll just kind of have to see what happens. I think the rumor there, too, is Jeff Gordon potentially his last race in the broadcast booth. They were silent about it on the broadcast tonight. But that, that's got my wheels turning there, too. They didn't and say goodbye. They didn't say goodbye. And Roger Penske also met with the media on Friday. They have no words to say as of yet what's going to happen with Brad Keselowski. So they're like, hey, it's still June. We still have a lot of racing together. Yeah. Well, in the way he raced tonight, the way Keselowski raced, they're not going to be holding back. I mean, even if he makes it clear he's leaving, they're still going to go hard every week. There, there won't yeah. be any lack from no, that two no, club. No, no, well, it's right. much like when Kevin Harvick announced midway through 2013 he was going to be leaving Richard Childress Racing for Stuart Haas in 2014. Mm-hmm. He was still a championship yeah. contender all the way to Homestead under that old points format and still finished third that year. You yeah. know, uh, talking about uh, Brad Kozlowski, I mean, that opportunity he has, is that if that's a true deal on the table, I mean, for me, I would be surprised if Brad didn't take that. To have an ownership with Ralph Fenway, I mean, Fenway Group, Fenway, I mean, the Fenway group, the National Baseball League, the stadium, their, yeah. their baseball Red team. Sox, yeah. I mean, that's some pretty heavy hitters. And to be a part of that as an owner, I mean, I, I would I would be shocked. I would, I think my personal opinion is, this is only my opinion, I think the deal's already done. But just the respect, the relationship that Brad Kozlowski has with Roger Penske, Roger really put Brad on the map. And made him who he is. Brad did it by his ability, but he had some great race car driver, great race cars to drive with the Penske Motorsports. Yeah, and uh, so I, I just think, out of respect, you know, he's driving his tail off because he wants to try to give Roger a championship before he moves on to the next step of his career. You Absolutely. Know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then, and then you were also asking him, what was the next question? What What, what else did you? Um, oh, we're talking about Jeff Gordon in the broadcast. Group. Yeah, you know, and and again, I mean, Jeff is just. He's done a tremendous job. I love watching him in the booth. I mean, he just – to have Jeff in the booth is just good for our industry. But, you know, again, you, you look at Jeff Gordon, he's he's going to be taking over the reins at Hendrick Motorsports. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Right. You know what I'm saying? That is a no-brainer. So, I see that happening as well. So, uh, it's kind of interesting. A lot of cool stuff happening in our sport. be interesting to find out the next – Three, four, maybe five, six weeks. There's a big news coming, and yeah. uh, it's going to be exciting here. Yeah. I think so. All right, last segment. We end every show with this uh, here on a Let's Go Racing. It's our Ask David segment. But before we do that, uh, stop by Waterburger for a hot, hearty breakfast any morning or late at night. They're serving up breakfast from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. Proud to serve it hot and fresh, 24 hours a day. Waterburger. Waterburger. Absolutely. Waterburger, baby. So guys, we, kind of, we kind of put the segments here, right? You took care of the do's and notes. I guess I have to take over the Ask well, David Here's segment, my right? idea. Here's what I was thinking, Dom, uh, for Ask David. Since we have our live feed going, 
uh, since we're doing this live for the first time. And we also have our, our crowd, our peanut gallery. I figure let's take questions not only on social, but also from the peanut gallery, too. I like that. Cool. Yes. So let, let's, let's go ahead and start with the peanut gallery. Who, who, who's our first question? It's like a press conference. We're on the other side of it. Oh, yeah. That's more. Not everybody at once. All right. All right, hold on. Uh, who do we have here asking our question? Introduce Brad, Brad Tate is a buddy of mine I've known for. Oh, come for, on, camera with us, Brad. Brad. Let's see who you are. Brad Tate. I've known Brad for about 35 years, maybe longer. We used oh, yeah, to. At least. So we used to speed skate together. We roller skated yeah. together and we drove. Well, who did we skate for? Derry Ashford? Derry Ashford in Houston, yeah. Texas. So it was kind of like the racing business now. You know, people were courting you. I, I skated for Airline Skating Ring Speed, speed Skating Club. And then Derry Astor recruited me. And when I got to Derry Astor, Brad Tate was one of my teammates. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he loves up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We've kept in contact, and he yeah. was here at the race. So so that's who Brad is. He's a good friend of mine I've known forever from from speed skating. So, so Brad, Brad, what's your question? So when did you start uh, actually driving? Well, Brad, but Brad's question, when did I start racing cars? You know, I started racing when I was uh, 14 years old. In Houston, Texas, at Big H Speedway, I was uh, just 14 years old. My dad helped me build my first race car, and I started racing at Big H Speedway on Eastbound Houston and, and uh, in East Houston. Pretty awesome. So it's been a long time. <laughs> and Dom just started racing. Well, I don't know about that. I did test <laughs> the race car a couple weekends ago. I could probably uh, learn a few lessons from him. Well, I didn't crash man. the car. <laughs> Thanks for the question. Good question, uh, Brad. Who's got yeah. another Who's got a question? Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's great. Just you know, circle around. There we go. Hi. All right. So I David, first off, introduce us to our next guest. Oh, hi, Jackie. Jackie. So Jackie's uh Jackie dates Tony, and Tony owns a company called uh, uh Boathouse Bar and Grill. He was on Timmy Hill's uh open car today on his hood. And uh, they've been a guest today and yesterday and uh, having a great time. And uh, so Jackie Jackie and Tony are together and here with us this evening. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, Tony, come over here. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we found Tony Bowman. <laughs> All right. All right, What's Jackie. Question, Jackie? So, my question is, since I'm like new to the whole NASCAR thing, everybody keeps talking about, like you said, turn two, right? Mm -hmm. And like, uh, I even know Matt was saying, like, people crash in turn two. Can you explain why turn two is like harder to turn at? Because I really don't know. I'm just asking. That's a great question. You know, it's a great, really great question. That is a, that is a, <laughs> we've been watching, right? We're still wondering why. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> So, man, we're up here in Mark Tate's condo, and you look down. We're overlooking turn two here at the Texas Motor Speedway, and you can look down and see where the uh, where the tire marks stop, and it's at the wall, you know. And uh, <laughs> to explain, there's a lot of side-by-side -side racing going on in turns one and two. You enter turn one and two, and when you're side-by-side -side, tonight in the All-Star Raid, we saw three, four wide coming off turn two. But a lot of time they put that P, uh, P, uh, PH1, uh, the sticky stuff in the middle of the racetrack. Is that kitty litter? And that's no, not kitty litter. <laughs> some traction, some traction yeah. stuff that we have on the racetrack key, that keeps everything uh, tacky and it makes side by side really racing is really good. But man, the racing is so tough, so tight there. 
lot of times the car on the inside will take the, the car on the outside will take the air off the car on the inside and guys spin. It's just a, it's just a tough, tough part of the racetrack. You know, when you're racing that hard, that fast, and you're that close to the cars around you, things happen. And just so happened that turn two at the Texas Motor Speedway, there's a lot of action right there. You know what I mean? So, uh, but Jackie, that's a great question. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Give Jackie a hand. Good mark. Mark, Mark's got a question. Yeah, I'm going to bring Mark in, man. Come on, Mark. The man of the hour. Mark Tate. Oh, we know you do, Mark Tate. Our hey buddy, guys, Mark Tate. This is Mark Tate. Why is it taking so long for you guys to get down here? <laughs> hey, we'll be back anytime. All right. Uh, October, right? October. October. That's right. That's right. No, I don't have a question. No, we just, you we just, gotta have a question. No, we just have to have a question. We wanted to we wanted everybody to see Mark Tate. This is such a great guy. He's got he owns three condos here at the Texas Motor Speedway. And if what you watch you Mark owns a Mark, tell him what you do. Uh, we're T Top Manufacturing, Metal Fabricating. David hadn't let me make a hood for him yet, but he did put me on one. <laughs> but uh, no, we just you know, I've been a NASCAR fan since this place opened well before, and I've probably been to as many races as y'all have out here. And you know, it's just fun. It's just good people. Everybody's good people at NASCAR races. So uh, absolutely, I've been a fan. It really is a family. Yeah. And Mark is the best. Today in the open race, I called Mark last week. I said, hey, man, we needed a little help on our race car. And Mark said, hey, sign me up. And we put him on the hood. So you see that big T on the hood of our cup car for the open race. It was T-top. It was sweet. It was and, sweet. And Mark and his wife, Mark and his wife, Connie, man, they just, uh, they just, nah, we love they're it. just super. Metal fabricating. Metal fabricate. They build all kinds of parts for all kinds of customers. Peter built's one of them. And uh, man, Mark, Mark can make make anything. If you need a part made for a vehicle or for uh, airports, I mean, what is that? The railing, the, the baggage handling. We can do it all. Mark, it's made out of metal. We can do it. That's right. So Mark's just a great partner, a great friend, and he's just been good to so many people this weekend. Invited him into his condos. Let us. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mark. How about you, Chris? You got a question? Come on down, Chris. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got it. All right. So, who are you? All right. Hey, I'm Chris Salazar. I'm from Grants, New Mexico. I'm sorry. Same town as Dominic. Yeah, yeah. You should be sorry. Um, my question for David Starr is, what's your favorite thing about the Texas Motor Speedway track? Is it the condos? Is it the people that come here? Is it racing because it's your home track? Man, you know, uh, so I, I love all aspects of it. The, the best part is when I climb through that window and put my seatbelts on, put my helmet on. I, I just, besides my little boys and my wife, what makes my heart beat is, is racing. You know what I mean? Has been since I was a little boy. It's a dream come true that I still race. It's everything to me. Uh, but the best part, when you when you take away the racing part, because that's everything, 
the best, the second best part is the people, the friendships, the yes. relationships, yeah. because, yeah. you know, the, the, the racing, the, you know, I hate to say this, but the racing will go away one day. You know, it's my 24th year. I hope to do it three or four more years full time and be equal with everybody so we can win again. But when the racing finally stops for us, our relationships, everybody's relationships last a lifetime. Absolutely. You can go anywhere in the United States. You can't get rid of me, David. That's right. You know, you know what I mean? So, you know, so, yeah, great question, Chris. But that's, that's the best part is the people, man. Now, now, let's bring in the Star family. Hold on. Let's bring in Kim, everybody. Let's bring in the Let's bring in Okay, let's. All right, boys, welcome to the show. We took these guys to the garden. They had a good time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Even though you wrecked me, I still hold that against you. These are my pride and joy. This is little Vance. Vance, Star, tell them how old you are, buddy. Um, eight. Um, and uh, my dad's trying to order me a sprint car so I can race. Here's here's my non-racer. Tell them what your name is and what you want to do. I'm DJ and I play basketball. <laughs> yeah. Who's my, my basketball player? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so these these are my guys right here, man. Well, I'm gonna so, replace my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now here's mom. And here's mom. And I'm Kim, and I just want to know when I get a Chanel bag. <laughs> hey! A round of applause for the Star family. I got to tell you, you know, we, we've been, I've known David a couple years and, uh, you know, we've gotten since we're doing this show to get to know the family. You've, you've brought us in as, as your own, essentially, you know, and, and whether it's Kim or the boys, whatever, or the whole gang here, you know, we always hear NASCAR is a family sport, but you guys really embrace that. Well, you have to, you know, you're, you're, you know, my youngest boy, Vance, he wants to race and, and I'm proud of that. And my oldest boy, he wants to be a NBA baseball, uh, basketball player. And I'm proud of that. And, you know, my wife, you know, I'm gone all the time. You know, I'm sometimes I'm gone for two weeks and, you know, she, she's the rock of the family. She takes care of the kids and makes sure our homestead's all taken care of. She's, she's awesome. You know, she's everything. Most people don't understand our sport. You know, I, you know, just because we race on Saturdays, our sponsor commitments, you know, I got to be back at the shop in Charlotte. There's so many commitments and I'm gone a lot. You know what I mean? So it's it's a big family thing for us. It has been. Most people say, you know, tell my wife and tell me, man, you know, like y'all's life. That's not normal, but it's our normal. It's, it's what we've done ever since I met my, my wife as my girlfriend. It's what we did then and it's what we do today. So it's our normal, you know, so. It's just, it's awesome. I love having my family at the racetrack with me and just love having our friends. And it's just, it's cool, man. It's, it's dream stuff, you know, Absolutely. I'm living a dream. I don't want to wake up, you know? <laughs> so a couple more for you. These are social media questions that have been sent in. Uh, JD wants to know, says, uh, David is a great guy. Great guy. <laughs> God. Oh my gosh. I'm going to pretend I didn't say it. It's all good. Hey, y'all saw my beautiful wife, so we know that is that. <laughs> move on. Quickly. Let's move move on. on. Let's move on. David is a great guy. 
Hey, David, how did you bounce back from the heavy air and high heat that drained you yesterday? I saw you. You were about to pass out. You're putting the water in Whataburger right there, pouring that down your back. Man, I I, I was hot. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was hot. It's just, uh, you know, like I said, when the race ended, I was was burning up. And, uh, you know, it it was challenging. But, you know, having water poured over my head and sitting in front of a fan for about 15 minutes and taking a cold shower, I – I really bounced back. You know what I mean? I I wanted to run another 500 mile race today. You know what I mean? But uh, I didn't get that opportunity. But uh, my wife helped me, and uh, you know, drinking a lot of water, hydrating. It was it was hot. That was un, it was not only. Yeah, it was. It was hot. It was not only. Yeah, like my wife said, it was hot in the car, but not only for the drivers, for the, the crew that are standing on pit road and, and the, the guests that we had on the pit boxes. I mean, it was hot for everybody and, and the race fans. It just goes to show you how committed the race fans are. I couldn't believe how many people were in the stands and as hot as it was. I mean, it just shows you how strong our sport is, how great our fans are. It's pretty absolutely. awesome. You know what I mean? so, Another absolutely. question. Uh, Corey wants to know, How'd you like the Waffle House after the 600? I love the Waffle House after the 600, man. I, I think, Corey, I, it was, hey, man, thank you for buying my dinner that night. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, It was 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, man, uh, Corey, thank you. I, I love the Waffle House. It's one of my go-to places in the middle of the night. We get done, get done racing late at night. And, man, when I leave the racetrack, if it's a Saturday night or a Friday night, you can find me at a, a local – uh, uh, Waffle House, you know, and uh, we had just, that after Phoenix. March, we did yeah. have to at Phoenix, exactly. so no doubt about it, man. So, uh, I love my Waterburger, and don't get me, I eat Waterburger once a day, but after a long night of racing, you can pretty much catch me at a Waffle House somewhere or an Olive Garden, <laughs> or an Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's triple threat right there. Yeah, yeah what's your meal at Waffle House? Man, I like three eggs over medium with hash browns and a sirloin steak. I'm pretty simple, you know what I mean? Pretty simple, man, yeah. You know? Absolutely. They don't have Whataburger shakes. That's the only thing wrong with a Waffle House or, or, a, ham- or a Whataburger hamburger, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, guys, we've had a lot of fun. Uh, Dominic, I-, I want you to kind of just take us home. We're, we'll wrap up. Uh, first off, tell me your just thoughts overall this weekend. I mean, this has been – you know, we, we've been to a lot of races over the years, and I can tell you this is one of, if not the best race weekends I've ever been a part of. You know, not only just yeah, to absolutely. be back from COVID, uh, but the experience we've had with, you know, all of David's team and the condo and all this. I mean, this has just been uh, remarkable. We're certainly grateful to be here. And we'll be back uh, in the near future for sure. Very grateful, very blessed to be able to have this opportunity. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually telling Chris Salazar, I talked the other day, Covered 64 race weekends, but this is going to go down as the best one yet. <laughs> and, you know, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Everybody part of the crew. You know, you were talking about earlier, both of you guys. Hell, the sport's nothing without the fans. I think what we should do, let's get everybody in here on camera. Let's see who's all here in the studio. This, year. this show isn't possible without you guys. That's a great idea. That's a good idea. Come on, everybody. We'll see how many people we can fit in on this screen. A live studio tonight here, turn two. This feels like condos. Feels like Kyle's game day of some sort out here. This whole game, whole game's here. They're all. Come on. 
Come on, guys. Money room. Come on, guys. Come on, man. Where's Chris? Oh, yeah. I don't even think we can fit everybody on camera that's in the building right now. But nonetheless, uh, this has been a lot of fun. David, uh, kind of what's been your takeaways from just what we've experienced this weekend, having everybody here and how everything's going? Man, I think the racing was just awesome. The Texas Motor Speedway did a great, great job for the first all-star race here at the Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah. The yeah. fans were unbelievable. Man, the just everything. It was just a perfect weekend of NASCAR racing, man. And it just goes to show you this this is what it's all about. The people, the race fans, the racing was good. It was a great weekend. NASCAR racing is alive and well in Texas in the United States, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. 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 Oh Being here in the state of Texas, guys, you could just smell the freedom in the air. Yes, you sure Oh my God. Can I move here? Oh, yeah. I will say oh, yeah. it is a night and day difference from being home. We are Texas proud. I can assure you that. All of us, man. All this Oki yeah. feels right at home in Texas. Absolutely. That, that, Absolutely. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, anybody else? Anybody else have anything we want to say yeah. before we get out of here? Good luck in Nashville, man. Yes. Awesome. 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 <laughs> That's a great question. Um, well, and Tyler, you're always asking us what we're up to. That never gets flipped on you. What are you up to this week? What am I up to this week? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to David's house tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I get to see the, the whole backyard, you know, that he works, you know, 48 hours a week on. You know. <laughs> and his cool office where he does the show for him usually. Oh, is that? So back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He works on it every day, all day long. So I'll, I'll see this, and I'm not flying home till Tuesday. So awesome. I'll have a couple days Absolutely. here. That'll be what I'm doing. What's going on with you and the racing experts this week? Man, we'll continue to cover the sport, the daily news of it, and man, I got it. Chris, I don't know where he's at, but I have to give him a shout out. He did a kick-ass job for us this week in covering photos, yes. not yes, only for did. everybody yes, here, did. but for our team. So, you know, it's people like him that keep the website going. Justin Melillo, Jonathan Field. I know you all are watching. Kyle Stevens, Jeff Ames. We had a meeting Thursday here, a conference call roundtable. So thank you to everybody who makes the racing experts continue because it's not possible with not only our staff, but also the fans. No fans, no sport. So, so David, you, you get to hang out with me tomorrow, and then what's the rest of your week look like? Well, there's it was a lot going on getting ready for Nashville. So I have to be in Nashville, I think, Wednesday night. So uh, spend some time with these little guys and my wife and uh, do a little yard work and uh, hang out with you. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, boy. Uh-oh. So we got, we, got put of, work, huh? we got a lot of stuff going on, man. But, hey, I'll, I'm here for it. All And all for realness, uh, Thank you for the fans that tune in every week and listen to our podcast. I know we didn't really have – we have a lot of guests with us tonight. Uh, but, you know, next week hopefully we'll have a, a, another race car driver on the podcast with us. I and, believe we're uh, having Jeffrey Earnhardt next Yeah, week. so that would be kind of cool. Yes, yeah. So uh, we got some great stuff down the pipe that we're looking forward to announcing some really A-listers, we'll put it that way, for uh, the very near future. <laughs> yeah, you were you – were, <laughs> So give us a tease. Give us a good tease. We love Jeffrey. Um, we uh, we we're coming close to confirming uh, some 
let, let's say some A drivers, you know, some of the Perfect. higher cup team drivers. Awesome. And which will be in the very near future. We'll get some Retired or current. current. Yes. And we also have some names outside the sport that uh, I don't think I'm at liberty to say those names yet, Absolutely. but. <laughs> this guy, this guy knows. He'll tell you. So, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, come on anytime. You're not doing anything. Where's Nonetheless, we got to go. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll have to do this again in the Absolutely. future. Absolutely. These live streams. In the meantime, uh, we'll be back next week for the normal show. Jeffrey Earnhardt's going to join us, and uh, we'll see you then. For David Starr, Dominic Argon, I'm putting the checkered flag out on this one. And uh, make sure and it's all just the fans. Yes, all the fans. <laughs> yes, Mark Tate, everybody, Whataburger, we certainly thank you. Subscribe to Let's Go Racing with David Starr on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave us that five-star review or don't leave us one at all. And make sure to give that thumbs up for the YouTube algorithm. Yes, absolutely. we certainly would appreciate that. And uh, you can follow us um, on Twitter at there they uh, are. Star Podcast, oh, Facebook.com the forward slash forward slash David Star Podcast. And uh, make sure to uh, follow us there. We certainly would appreciate it. Got to go. And sometimes they don't read. Usually they just watch. Just don't. They don't do that. Yeah, yeah. They got to <laughs> subscribe. Watch. <laughs> we certainly appreciate it. Got to go. Keep it in mind. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying up late with us here on Let's Go Racing. Thanks, guys. Yay!